Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA, featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and very happy that you could join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors for their continual support of our um, efforts, especially our advocacy efforts uh, here in California. That is Amerihome, Arch MI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all for your generous support for our organization this year. And with that, I'd like to turn to today's guest. This is a very special episode because this is one of my longtime friends in the industry. Uh, welcome to David Rosenthal, President and CEO of Curtis Rosenthal. Good morning, David. Good morning, Susan. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to see you. Yeah, always, always a pleasure. Um, now, I know you've been a guest on Connect uh, in the past, but I do always like to get started with a little information about um, you know, how you got into the business or how you got into this industry. So why don't you share your story? My pleasure. Um, I would love to say it was a straight line route, but it was a little circuitous. Um, I grew up back east. I went to college at University of Florida, go Gators. and um, went to business school at uh, Kellogg at Northwestern in Chicago, made my way out, out here to California and got into corporate banking where I was with Security Pacific Bank back in the early 1980s, um, doing middle market merger and acquisition lending. And I uh, didn't really know that much about real estate at the time. Um, I left the bank after a couple of years with two close friends to start a company uh, to help Jerry Buss and his partner, Frank Mariani, to try to buy a savings and loan. Um, if you watch the any of the um, uh, shows on TV right now about the Lakers back in the 80s, the Showtime Lakers, we were kind of part of that, that whole era. Um, we were hanging out in, um, at the Forum Club and uh, very involved with a lot of what was going on. Anyway, uh, we came in number two on a two-horse race and didn't end up buying the savings and loan. Um, actually accrued a fair amount of debt and um, needed to start a company to um, pay off some of the old debt. And uh, so I ended up partnering with Bill Curtis, uh, where the name Curtis Rosenthal comes from, uh, the two of us partnered together, took on all the debt, and uh, decided to figure out how to pay off the debt. And as it turned out, Bill had been an appraiser uh, at Security Pacific Bank before he was a lender, and so we started an appraisal company. Um, it's very interesting timing today, um, because today, Susan, is the 20th anniversary of Bill Curtis's passing. Um, oh my gosh. Bill and I oh. were, we were best friends, uh, closest buddies for 20 years. And it was 20 years ago today that uh, sadly he left us. He was 48, had a heart attack and, and passed away. Um, 
And uh, we, we had a great run. We built up a nice company. We started doing appraisals, uh, figured we'd do that until um, the next thing came along. And uh, we found out we were really good at it. And so we started building our credentials, building our practice, hiring people, uh, developing our, our presence in the marketplace. And, um, uh, and then in 2003, like I said, he sadly, he passed away. Um, fortunately, he left a great legacy and I've been able to carry on the business. And um, uh, we've worked our way through quite a number of recessions and um, figured out how to manage in bull markets and bear markets. But uh, that, that was really kind of the story of how, how uh, I got started in, into this business. And I'm really proud to be um, doing this today, uh, kind of carrying on the legacy that Bill and I started together so long ago. That is just, uh, that's just incredible. Um, yeah, so in the, the day that we're recording this to be such a, um, such a, a milestone in the Curtis Rosenthal history. You know, I, I remember Bill, in fact, I met Bill before I met you. Yeah, that's Bill, right. Uh, Bill was uh, big, big as life and a uh, wonderful guy. I remember a big smile. Um, and uh, yes, very, um, very much miss him. I, I will say I've always been very impressed with you, not for, for a number of reasons, but for the fact that you, you maintain the name Curtis Rosenthal. Um, because, you know, this was, like you say, this is what you've started and um, you're carrying on that tradition. So, um, so kudos to you for that. And Bill, we miss you. Thank you. Um, you know, as you said, you've, uh, you know, been in the business for a long while. You've seen multiple different kinds of markets, recessions, what have you, as interest rates tick up in uh, um, for 23. What asset classes do you see faring better than others? You know, this is a really interesting time. Um, everybody's starting to feel the pain. I feel like we're really kind of at a, a strange inflection point in the market. Um, everyone, interest rates obviously are up and that's impacting properties uh, across the board. Um, there's uh, certain asset classes that seem to be still doing well. Uh, grocery anchored shopping centers, believe it or not, are, are still doing very well. Um, I'm particularly familiar with that because in addition to my appraisal practice, I also develop grocery anchor shopping centers with some partners in the Southeast. And the demand for that product type continues to be very, very strong. Um, Self-storage is still, is, is doing very well in this environment. Um, otherwise, kind of across the board, uh, hospitality is down, office is getting crushed right now. Um, even industrial, uh, we've, we've seen particularly the large logistics type spaces. Um, there's really been a, a, a retrenching of demand for that type of space. Um, general retail, uh, there are issues going on. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is uh, right on, on the cusp and considering bankruptcy and closing a number of stores. And even apartments, we're seeing cap rates go up significantly uh, as borrowing rates are going up. The, an, an, an interesting thing that we're seeing in the marketplace, though, is um, that even though everyone knows that values are going down, we're not really yet seeing too much evidence that the values are going down. And I, I can share, we do, in addition to all our finance work, we also do a lot of estate and trust 
uh, appraisals. And uh, sometimes we do six month later updates. Um, that's something the IRS allows after someone dies. And uh, we're doing studies, uh, like particularly apartments, um, and we're taking a look at uh, valuations we did in the first half of the year versus those that we did in the second half of the year. And we know the values are down. We know that with interest rates up, cap rates are up, but the level of activity is down significantly and there just aren't that many sales that are currently reflecting the lower values. And yet when we survey brokers and, uh, and market participants, they'll tell us, so yeah, values are down 10 to 15%. Uh, the number of potential purchasers is is way down, um, but at the same time, that's being offset a little bit by um, in, increasing rents, and so the the waters are kind of choppy right now, and wow. it's a really tricky time. Um, but one other thing I I wanted to share is uh, strategically, I was talking with a syndicator the other day who was saying that his strategy is to sell assets right now uh, to monetize them. He knows the market's going down. He's not going to get his peak price from before, but he wants to monetize the assets today, then hold fire and keep some dry powder for what he projects will be a much lower market a little further down the road in the hopes that he can take advantage of, of that and sort of arbitrage the, um, yeah. the market dysfunctionality. Yeah, it's a uh, that's a that's a good strategy. It's just it is choppy waters, right? That's a that's a great way to put it. This is uh, a uh, interesting times coming off of where we've been for the last couple of years. That's for sure, right? Absolutely. But we've been here before. We're pulling out old playbooks. We we all know what to do. It's just retrenching and getting back to basics, just like always. Yeah, you know. Um, as I'd shared, I've had the good fortune of knowing the team at uh, Curtis Rosenthal now for uh, a good long while, and and um, you've had some people that have worked for you for a, a very long time, and um, I I would just be interested to hear kind of what's your secret to the strong corporate culture that keeps people sticky to you. Uh, to me, the company has been my work family. Um, ever since day one, that, that was a culture that Bill and I tried to create back in the day, and I've, I've really tried to build that um, over the last 20 years as well. It's uh, when we bring somebody on board, it's not just a job. It's they're spending a lot of their time here working with us, and um, the idea is that we're all a family. We support each other. We're there to cover each other's back, and I look at my job. Uh, all day, every day, my job is to serve my team and to serve my clients. Um, and I really tried to pass along that notion of, of uh, kind of selfless service uh, among ourselves and each other. Uh, we try to figure out how we can make each other's work life better, how we can support one another. And I, I think that's been pervasive throughout the company. Uh, really, everyone seems to have that part of the culture. And I think people... Uh, really feel that. In, in fact, we've stayed in close touch with a number of people even after they've left the firm. You know, some people occasionally move on to other opportunities. It's been interesting to me uh, seeing some of them come back to the firm over yeah. time. And uh, even ones that have left to go, like some have gone to work for banks or uh, something like that. They, we still stay very close with them. 
and um, we feel like once you're part of the Cur Curtis Rosenthal family, you're you're always a part of the family. Yeah, I, I I assume that I'm an extended part of the family because I always feel so welcome when I come down to visit your offices and see you guys at Western States Craft. <laughs> Absolutely, Susan, always. I love it. Um, as we've shared, you know, you and I have known each other for uh, for a good long while, and um, you know, you are most definitely. Uh, one of the best networkers in the industry, uh, which I, I, I love and admire. What and what advice would you share to kind of a newer entrant into the industry as to how to build that strong professional network? You know, there there was a, a telephone company commercial a long time ago that I I loved. It said the the best business phone calls are personal, and uh, to that end, it's it's all about relationships it's all about really caring about other people and that means getting to know them on a very personal level you know it's funny my wife is a an avid reader she loves to read books she loves to read stories to me people are the stories um, i consider every new person that i meet to be an entire novel of uh, history and interesting background, and um, it's. I think it's always a real challenge to just to get to know someone at, at a very real level, not just a surface level, but a, a very real level, uh, and to share um, not only business successes and failures, but you know, real life life fears, life concerns, um, whatever that may be. And uh, as far as something to, to uh, pass along, particularly to younger people in the industry, um, I think one of the most important traits that, um, that really is, is critical in business is the notion of listening, just being a good listener. I, I think in this um, social media world, you know, we're all touting our own horn too much and it, even I find a lot of times talking with people, I can see while we're talking, they're thinking about the next thing they're going to say. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Well, really, it, listening, it, it takes being very active. It takes being very present, and it takes having a real interest in the other person. And that's something I've, I've always had, and i found that people respond to it very, very well. If, if I'm real with them, I find they're real with me, and that's where the relationship grows from. And you know, the business that flows afterwards, it flows naturally from that. But to me, it's it's really all about the the very personal relationship with people. Right, right. Great advice, and uh, you definitely emanate that. I mean, people that I've known you. I mean, we we all know about your kids, and uh, you know about ours, and and uh, you know you're right. It's just it doesn't always have to be about the next sale. It's about just being human beings, you know, living on sharing this planet together, right? Right, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, as we say, at least once every September, uh, Curtis Rosenthal has been the only continual sponsor for all 25 years of the Western States Craft Conference that we hold annually in Vegas. Uh, and thank you so much for your amazing support and encouraging others to be a part of that terrific um, conference. Um, why is the event such a priority for the company? 
Well, I'm, I've got to say we take great pride for starters in having been there from the beginning. Um, it, Bill, uh, my partner, Bill Curtis, was on the first craft committee with some oh, yeah. of the titans in the industry with, uh, with Guy Johnson and Scott Calder. And, Barry Slatt. And, yeah, Barry Slatt, absolutely. Many, many good, good friends. And um, we've, it, we've always felt so connected to this conference. And frankly, I go to a lot of conferences in the mortgage banking industry, in the banking industry. This conference is just special. There's there's something about it. It's large enough to have everyone there, but it's small enough to be intimate and personal. And uh, it's it's always set up in such a great way to allow people to get the programming, but also to really connect with each other uh, with all the different networking opportunities. Um, and it's. I, I start looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, the conference is in September. I start looking forward to next year's conference every October. Uh, <laughs> I think other than COVID, the only one that I missed um, uh, as far back as I can remember was this past year. Yeah. Uh, we still sponsored Tom Curtis from my firm came and represented the firm. Uh, I couldn't be there. I know it's a lame excuse, but uh, because my daughter was getting married in Greece. <laughs> That, that was why I couldn't show up. But short of that, I, I want to be there. I want to hang out with the people. I want to see old friends. I want to see you and the rest of your team and give you all a big hug and uh, just be able to work our way through the industry together. Yeah. It's, um, it's always such a bellwether for the, the sign of the times. Um, I mean, I remember going after 9-11. I remember being at Kreft during on September 15th, 2008, when the world fell apart. And yeah. like while we were there. Um, yeah. It's, it's that so was many incredible. Yeah, I remember that year too. We were the first event back after yeah. all of that. Yep. And I, I was the first panel um, on Monday morning after the world fell apart Sunday night. And my panel was um, on. Uh, international sovereign wealth funds and i had speakers flown in from australia china and london uh, all set to talk about the sovereign wealth funds and the great state of the world and equity and and by the time we woke up monday morning we had no idea what to talk about because the world had completely fallen apart yeah, um, yeah. never ever forget but yeah. it, so many great memories of what's going on at this conference. It's it's truly a, a wonderful place to meet and it really kind of have a family reunion with so many good friends in the industry. It does feel like that. Um, and again, thank you so much for Curtis Rosenthal's continual support. We did miss you. Tom Curtis did great uh, in 22, but we did miss you. So I get two hugs next this year because I didn't get a hug last year. So absolutely. Thank you so much for being a, a guest on Connect. Uh, always love to chat with you, and thank you for sharing, you know, your knowledge with our with our listeners today. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, and I don't know if I'll be the first, but count us in as sponsor for Cref Twenty Three. We're here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for joining us today on Connect. Uh, to access any of our episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. Yeah.